six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic because I like to take it to another mental level. Low power frequency radio modulation. The big sound from underground. Good afternoon and welcome to a public affair. I am Frank Emspach and I will be your host for this hour. Alan Roth has been called away today. Today we are going to be talking about the UW nurses and their strike for union recognition, currently scheduled to begin September 13th at 7 a.m. A public affair is a call-in show. If you have questions, please call us at 608-256-2001, extension 9. Last Wednesday, members of SEIU Healthcare Wisconsin voted overwhelmingly to serve strike notice on the University of Wisconsin hospitals and clinics. According to the law, workers in healthcare must give the employer 10 days' notice before taking action. Therefore, if the union serves notice on September 3rd, nurses could walk off the job any time after September 13th. If they do strike, it would be the largest strike for union recognition in at least 50 years and the first one at a UW medical facility. While state law is clear that the requirement to recognize the union is prohibited under Act 10, the requirement is prohibited, voluntarily recognizing the union is not prohibited. Various state agencies, including the Wisconsin Legislative Council, as well as the Attorney General, have said nothing in the law prohibits the hospital from voluntarily recognizing the union. Union recognition means that the employer will negotiate and hopefully reach binding agreements with the nurses concerning all issues of wages, hours, and working conditions, staffing and scheduling, are among the issues of greatest concern to the nurses as well as to the community. The quality of care for everyone is directly dependent on resolving these issues. Joining me to talk about these issues are two nurses from the UW. With me is Shari Signer, who has been a nurse at UW for 15 years and currently works in the Infusion Center. Also joining us are Justin Giebel, He has been with UW for three years and works in the trauma, medical, and surgical ICU. So, hello, everybody. How are you? Hello. Thanks for having us. I'm good. Thanks for having us. Okay. Um, So, the first question I have, really, is um, taking direct action, going on strike, is a big, big step. What has driven you, maybe, Shara, you'll take this first, what has driven you to do this? Uh, you're right. It is a, a huge step um, and one that has always been in the back of our minds, but we didn't know if we would ever get here. And clearly we have uh, three year, almost three years ago, we started um, this fight to unionize. And uh, almost three years ago, we marched into a UW board meeting to present them uh, over 1500 cards from nurses who had signed who wanted the union back. Um, At that point, we did have a little bit of communication with with the board about wanting a union. Um, And then after that, uh, we could never get into the the board meetings again. They constantly blocked us. Um, Dr. Alan Kaplan and Paul Seidenstricker, every time we would email every month, they would say, no, we met with you. We met with you. We dealt with your issues. And... um, they would not hear us out as things got worse and worse in the hospital and our uh, experienced qualified nurses were leaving in droves, leaving the bedside, leaving the hospital entirely. Um, we have tried reaching out to Alan Kaplan directly, to our chief nursing executive, 
um, Rudy Jackson. We have done so many things. We've tried to meet with individual board members, um, which the hospital had told them not to meet with us. A few did. Um, we have made so many attempts over the last three years to try to get union recognition without having a strike. And they have constantly stopped us and blocked us from any sort of meaningful communication that it's time. The nurses are ready and we are in crisis at the hospital and we cannot allow the unsafe staffing conditions and working conditions to happen anymore. Justin, uh, where are you on this uh, issue? You know, I, I essentially came to the hospital just as this effort was kind of getting kicked off. And so I think it took me a little bit of time to kind of get up to speed on everything that was occurring and all of the efforts that, you know, nurses that have been here longer than I have, have been making. Um, but I think, you know, just as Sherry said, we've exhausted all of our internal options and I think just about as, as many of our external options as well. We've appealed to the county board, um, state and local government. Um, obviously we were the ones who asked for the attorney general's opinion, um, just to try to get some clarity on all of this, because I think the administration has done a really good job of trying to muddy the waters and confuse all of us as to whether or not what we're attempting to do is legal. And it very much so is, you know, you stated right away that um, the obligation is no longer there, but they can voluntarily do whatever, um, whatever they want and Clearly, the the union recognition of nurses is not what they want. Um, but, you know, we we are many and we are strong. And so I think that that just kind of forces our hand a little bit in in the direction of this strike. Well, you know, this is a pretty big step. Many, many listeners probably question uh, how you can increase quality by going on strikes since you won't be there. So could you sort of explain to people the relationship between the strike and the demands to increase quality? Yeah, I mean, I think that even with, even having only been a nurse for a few years, um, I currently in my unit for the past year and a half, I know that place better than uh, a nurse with 15 years of experience that is just walking onto the facility as, uh, you know, a, a strike nurse. Um, I think that administration knows that as well. They know that we, you know, though many of us are young, are the experts in providing health care to residents of Madison and the greater surrounding area. We are the experts in in our facility. And they know that they need us. They, they know that they need our cooperation. Um, and so, I mean, ideally in, in my mind, the administration would come to their senses and have to actively strike. Um, they would see that we have our power in numbers and we have a strong unified voice and they would simply decide that they want to sit down at the table and listen to it finally. Um, and you know, if that, if a strike is what needs to happen, 
even in my three years of being here, I've seen the the ability of nurses to provide quality care decline. And so if we don't do something now, it's just going to get worse. And, you know, as Sherry said, we're already in crisis. Well, first of all, guests and our, our people listening can email us at talk at wrtfm.org with a question. And also, I remind you, it's a call-in show, and you can call us at 608 256 2001 extension 9. That's 608 256 2001 extension 9. Well, Sherry, how do you think, uh, you know, could you just, I think, describe a little bit more for the listeners when you talk about crisis, what you mean by crisis, and why we have to, re- you're in this position of trying to resolve it by such direct action? Yeah, it, it does seem a little bit backwards to, to, st- for us to say that by going on strike that we will demand quality, higher level care. Um, the fact that we are striking for union recognition, uh, one of the main things that we will be asking for is better uh, nurse to patient staffing ratios. When we lost our union, the hospital implemented something called lean staffing where you do less or the same amount of work or more with less people. And over the years, um, we used to overstaff at the hospital. So that way, when we had new nurses that were coming on, that we could sit down and appropriately train that brand new nurse so they would only take one patient until they were ready for two and three and four. And with lean staffing, our brand new nurses are now being forced to take a full assignment. And sometimes the person training them takes an extra patient and they don't get the same quality of education and training that you would have gotten years ago at UW. Um, the, the reason that we are striking truly is for better patient care. Um, the hospital says they're fine with, with average care and the nurses are not okay for that. We want to give exceptional care we want to have um, experienced people staying at the bedside. We want to have a positive work environment where we actually feel respected and valued and can actually make decisions as to what impacts and um, decisions are made for the patients. So ultimately by striking, that is telling the hospital that we are standing up and saying, we are not allowing for this to happen anymore. We are not allowing for the hospital to put building brand new fancy buildings over caring for our patients that are currently in our existing buildings and caring for the staff that are responsible for caring for these people. So doing the strike will hopefully um, get them to understand that we are serious. Well, I think it's important for listeners to understand the difference between a contract and why recognition is important and advice. Right now, the, anybody can go to anybody and give advice but advice isn't enforceable. And the difference between a union and a contract and just advice is exactly that. If you have a contract where you negotiate an agreement and both sides agree that let's say there'll be a staffing ratio of five patients to each nurse or whatever it happens to be, that's an enforceable document via arbitration or other means. Advice is what you've got now. They call it shared governance, but in fact there is no mechanism to ensure that the, in this case, the university lives up to any advice that anybody might give them. So it's a very, very important distinction. And so when uh, people say, well, we listen, 
Well, that's nice. Everybody listens. But advice and a contract are two different things. And it's an extremely important aspect of bringing about equality in the workplace. A contract legally means that in your work as a union steward or as a person negotiating, you are equal to management, not subservient. And so there's a big difference. Anyway, I just, uh, most people, uh, labor law is sort of, contra, you know, sort of convoluted, and this is not necessarily clear. In any event, what um, do you think are, are the greatest challenges to the quality health care that you wish to provide? Um, staffing is, is definitely one. Um, uh, the fact that the hospital has not, because we don't have a contract that gives us guaranteed wage increases or plans as far as what um, pay raises will be, we have lost a considerable number of nurses uh, to go travel, to go to the hospitals in the area, to Meritor, St. Mary's, the VA, um, where they have designated raises and they have been keeping up with inflation and allowing their nurses to maintain a quality lifestyle, uh, where UW has been decreasing or decreasing our pay in ways that they, you know, make us pay more for benefits and what we pay into certain things. Um, so the nurses at UW, we all used to be pretty even across the board between the four major hospitals in this city. And now UW is substantially lower than all other hospitals in this area which this fight did not start about wages and, and pay for the employees, but it does come down to that because we're not retaining people in the hospital. Nobody wants to stay at a place where they are devalued and have a very punitive, disrespectful environment. Um, and they get paid less where they can go somewhere and have a completely different work environment and get paid more. So um, remain, retaining our staff is one huge thing. And then also the staffing ratios, like I said, implementing lean staffing has um, forced all of our units to go up in the amount of patients that we take care of at a level one trauma center where all of our units have the highest acuity patients, no matter what department you are in. They're very complicated patients. Um, we should not be increasing the number of patients that we have. And the hospital constantly says, according to market value, we are in you know the 50th percentile as to what is average around this, the country for like-minded hospitals um that's not what we're going for we we want to make sure that we can give the best care so we want to ensure that our staffing ratios are back to what they used to be and that we provide our brand new nurses with the environment to learn and to um honor and respect nurses like myself who have been there for 15 plus years and we want to keep us at the bedside and keep us working with patients. So those would be two of the main things that we we are looking to achieve. Justin, you're one of the younger nurses here. You've just come into the system, and you hear this from Sherry. Uh, what do you think? What are you thinking about in terms of your future here? I mean, I feel like this has been a, a story that I have heard since I started nursing. I remember being on orientation and... Um, my my preceptor the nurse that was training me told me she i think verbatim said i used to be really proud to work for uw I used to be really really proud to be a uw nurse and in the past 
I think she said uh, six years. And so, you know, if we work backwards on that timeline, I started in 2019, right around the time we lost our union contract. She said in the past six years, it has just gone downhill so much. Well, and, you know, it's really frustrating to hear that because I think a lot myself and a lot of the other people that I went to college with come into nursing and believe it is, you know, a by and large an altruistic profession to be in and to have your ability to care for someone limited by external factors is really disheartening. And so to take that matter into our own hands, I believe, is the highest form of patient advocacy and self-advocacy that I'm capable of. Well, you know, um, a couple of things. First of all, this is a call-in show. We urge people to either email us at uh, talk at wrtfm.org or to call us at 608-256-2001, extension 9. And we are speaking with Sherry uh, Signer and Justin Giebel, two nurses at UW Hospital who are about, uh, who have uh, voted to issue strike notice and may go on strike as soon as uh, September 13th at 7 a.m., a huge, a huge step. What's interesting, uh, I think the callers prob- or the listeners probably heard it in what you said, is the way in which the hospital is measuring things, using stuff from, uh, you know, manufacturing, Toyota's just-in-time system, that's been translated into the way in which you have minimum staffing, just-in-time staffing. You cut it down to the very minimum and stress. It's designed to stress the system to see if it works. Likewise, measurements of outcomes are not medically discussed. They're just discussed in terms of uh, money, in terms of ratios, in terms of corporate measurement systems. And I think that that transition, perhaps in the framework of the way the hospital tries to market itself, it has direct relationships in terms of the relationship with nurses because you're treated not as medical providers but as some sort of contribution to a profit center. And there's a big difference in attitude. And one way it may come out, of course, is in staffing since staffing costs money. I don't know whether nurses discuss it in this way or not, but uh, I'm curious, how can we move forward here? What are you thinking about? We're going to go on strike, but in the meantime, we've got two weeks, and is there any way to move forward? What are you doing, or if you can discuss it, what are you doing to broaden the amount of support that uh, we expect uh, for this action? Um, yes, uh, we... We're still continuing our outreach to the nurses um, in all clinical settings across the board at UW. So in the main hospital, at Children's, um, the East Madison Hospital, all the outlying clinics. Um, So we're continuing our outreach to every single nurse. Um, Luckily, uh, (laughs) luckily, not luckily, the, the intimidation tactics and the scare tactics that the hospital has been doing in the last couple of days to um, frighten people has really infuriated nurses more and is helping us with this cause because nurses, um, many of them have said, I'm not a doormat and I'm going to stand up and fight for myself. And so they have joined on to this cause. Um, We also have been doing a lot of community outreach um, with other unions to get them involved into this fight to um, help to see where they can stand with us. 
Um, there's uh, different ways that we're asking the community to get involved. Um, you can go to supportuwnurses.org and you can um, contact the hospital to let them know what you feel about the strike and, and how you'd like them to handle it. Um, you can also text nurses to 64336 and get involved and send a text that way. Um, if we do get down to an actual strike, we are going to be needing the community to come stand on our picket lines. Um, we're still trying to determine the location of where the strikes will be. Obviously, it will be at the main uh, hospital, but there is talk about you know uh, the West Clinic and over at East Madison Hospital. Um, so when it gets to that point and those things are decided, we definitely are going to need um, the community support. Uh, we're also reaching out to our elected uh, leaders who have been in support to us to see how they can continue to help us. Um, so there'll be a lot of things for the community to do. Well, we have a caller. Tracy, you're on the air. Could you, uh, what is your question or comment? Well, Sherry answered some of my question, but I am a consumer of health care at UW Health. And I have certainly noticed that I used to be able to get a clinic appointment with my primary care provider within three to four days if I needed something. Now, I'm told I could get a video conference in two weeks, and an in-person would probably take about three weeks. What's that all about? And then the other thing I'd like to know is um, you've answered a little bit about how we can help, but do you have a strike fund? And again, Alan Kaplan, listening to the community at all, do you get any idea that we're making a difference because I've been following this and writing letters and I'd just like to know if there is a way I can take it up a notch. Well, um, you know, uh, there are three questions in there. The station, of course, cannot make calls to action. We can provide information. However, you had three questions. One, what are the nurses doing to get community support and do they need assistance? Secondly, as I recall, what Kaplan is doing? Uh, and those are two of the questions. The third one is also there also. So do either one of you want to talk specifically about what Kaplan has uh, responded to, how you feel maybe, in, as far as I can see, very little, but what has his, his response been to any of you, to any of the demands, either individually or you know, institutionally. I think Dr. Kaplan's uh, general response to all of this, um, which is really disheartening to see that he responds to the community members the same as he does to us, is to by and large ignore it. Um, I, I really haven't seen him show much leeway or, you know, it's pretty blatant that he isn't listening to us and I think he's taking the same approach with the community which is really disheartening because that is who we are here to serve um, that is who he most of all needs to answer to um, so if if there are uh, it, Tracy I appreciate your letters and I, I say keep them coming um, in terms of the sorry in in terms of the the length of time it's taking to get appointments and stuff i think that is 
a product of this lean staffing that Sherry was talking about. Um, I don't work in the clinic, but if, um, if, you know, maybe someone else has some greater insight into that than I do, but I would say that that is probably, probably the case. Sherry? Uh, yeah, well, our, our clinics have been hurting for years, years and years and years. And the, the treatment of our clinic staff has um, been an issue for a very, very long time. Um, and that is because they had implemented that lean staffing in our clinics a long time ago. So those poor people have been working short and they, the doctors are being told to get more and more people in for less amount of time because it's all about getting more and more patients seen. So that has been a problem for quite some time, which is why our clinic nurses are definitely behind this strike. Um, Alan Kaplan, in a, an email to all of us, um, stated that they can probably work their way through and, and just piecemeal through three days of a strike. So he's not concerned about this whatsoever. Um, despite that's what he says, although he did have all of his managers and directors call every single nurse at the hospital and uh, ask them if they were going to partake in this strike. So clearly he is afraid, um, but is definitely not going to show it. He's very good at twisting words and situations to make it sound like he is listening and that he is you know, actively trying to uh, make a change, but there is never any change and everything is always one-sided. So um, I, I definitely think the community really needs to just keep up um, with with their their letters. Well, you, you know, can me, also reach out to SCIU to to directly see what you could do to to try to um, raise the stakes on on what you can do to help us. Well, lean staffing implies uh, from this from the automobile industry, from Toyota initially, and so I think what people are beginning, uh, I, I think what's very clear here is that lean staffing as applied to uh, people's health and welfare is just simply the wrong thing to do. And I, my sense is, what I hear you saying is that throughout the nursing profession, more and more people have realized that this is just a scam and will result in poorer health care. Is that a sense that, that the nurses have or, or just as I misunderstood this? Is this not where no, we're that's, at? That's definitely where we are at. And unfortunately, you know, it isn't just the nurses that we're talking about who um, are dealing with lean staffing. They've implemented it across the board at the hospital. The nurses are the largest, most powerful group, uh, which is why we are starting with us. But, um, you know, this is this is impacting our um, our housekeepers, our nursing assistants, our food service, the, the whole quality of the environment at the hospital has gone down so drastically that many of us are are literally embarrassed to to be in the doors if i could invite every community member to just walk through that hospital i would say please come and just see the shape that it is in um it's it's outrageous that that we are putting the profits over patients and that we are putting all of this money towards building new buildings that we are not going to be able to staff and allowing our current buildings to be falling apart. Literally, figuratively, I mean, we're, we're having nurses leaving still in droves to try to find something better. Um, one thing I did want to quickly say about the, um, do we have a strike fund? We do. So if you go to GoFundMe, 
Um, it's UW Nurses Fighting for Quality Care in our union. And we are asking for donations um, to try to help nurses who uh, cannot take three days of unpaid leave and feel that they would be um, unable to pay bills. Um, so that is a way that the community can help as well. Again, this is a call-in show. You can get us via both email and uh, the phone, 608-256-2001, extension 9. And the email is talk at wortfm.org. We'd love to hear from you. This is a pretty complex problem, and we're solving it in this way essentially because the hospital, as far as I'm concerned, I, I guess this is a biased remark, it doesn't seem to want to take seriously or work with the single largest group of skilled people on some kind of basis of equality. Because think of the resources of a couple of thousand skilled nurses that could be used in a productive way to solve the problems that Sherry and Justin have talked about. What kind of tremendous resources that are there. And just as a historical note, and as is, I suppose, uh, uh, but in the 1990s, when the union was strong and the nurses were active in many things, there was a joint committee of the nursing leadership, the management, and the nurses' union to discuss how and how what the design should be of the information systems that the nurses use. Full disclosure, I was hired by both sides to facilitate that, and that wound up as a major paper, you know, a regular scholarly paper, uh, presented to the largest civil engineering group on the planet uh, at, at a conference in Berlin. So, in fact, there were times with the university that there was a possibility of working directly with the nurses on the basis of equality to accomplish something. And that is a vision, it seems to me, that is being sort of trampled at this point. But nonetheless, here we are. So, Justin and Sherry, as we move into the next 10 days here, what do you think is going to happen? A big question. You know, I don't think anybody really knows, but knows. you've alluded to some things that you're doing in the community and, in, and amongst the workforce. I mean, I think that's sort of, uh, I think our listeners are probably probably interested in how you're going about building uh, more support. If you can talk about that more specifically, maybe not. We can move on to another topic. Well, I think in terms of what's going to happen internally within the hospital, um, we're likely going to see continued and even increased intimidation and um, perhaps retaliation from our administration. Um, I, Sherry spoke already how managers were told by their lead their leaders that they had to call every nurse in their unit and figure out whether that nurse was going to strike or not, um, which is a completely inappropriate question and not one that uh, our nurses need to answer. Um, well, you say that, but do people realize that we're talking here about the first 10 amendments to the Constitution, their freedom of association, freedom of speech, that strikes are legal. Once you give the notification, this, this is a legal activity. And it's covered by both federal and state law, actually. It's, uh, it's protected concerted activity. I think that's the proper, proper term. So when, yep. the, when uh, do the nurses realize or the people realize that this is happening, that this kind of intimidation is going on? Yeah, we've, you know, we have talked internally through our own lines of communication about 
the steps and approaches that our nurses should take to um, respond to that and keep each other supported in that way. Um, yeah, and in terms of this being a legal activity, there are some certain interesting laws when it comes to healthcare strikes, but that's um, we're making sure that we follow those laws as well with giving the 10-day notice and making sure that administration has ample time to decide whether they're going to come sit down at the table with us or prepare for the strike and organize nurses to cover those of us that will not be going into the hospital in order to make sure that our community gets better support and better care. So the demands here basically are for recognition of the union, a willingness to sit down and recognize the union as an entity representing the nurses. And secondly, I think there's an issue of prior discipline of a nurse that was involved in activity. So if the hospital said tomorrow, uh, okay, uh, we'll meet with your leadership and sit down and work something out, would that be what you would need to move forward here? Um, it would depend upon what they offer. Um, the hospital is also very good at, like I said, twisting things and trying to prolong things. So if if they said, we will meet with you, but it will be, you know, six months from now, then then absolutely not. That, that would not be something that we would be in agreement of. Um, so it would really come down to the specifics of what they presented with us. And yes, um, one of the other things that we are um, also asking for is 100% um, guaranteed no retaliation during or after the strike or before of any employee, um, not just the nurse who was already fired for um, union activity. Well, again, this is a call-in show, 256-2001, extension 9. We're speaking with two nurses who may go on strike on uh, September 13th, UW Hospitals and Clinics uh, nurses. Here, this is a huge step. It's never happened in at least 50 years that I'm aware of in the state, and I don't think ever happened at a medical facility. And so just the fact that the nurses have voted to give strike notice and they're moving in this direction should indicate that uh, there's a real crisis over at the hospital. And it's not just a bureaucratic issue of who's going to talk to whom, but enforceable agreements that bring people a measure of equality with the employer. And I think uh, what you've emphasized over the last uh, 40 minutes is that one of these, one of these, uh, wait a minute here. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, anyway, when, when you go on strike, if you go on strike, who takes care of the patients? It's the, the hospital's um, duty to get agency nurses to come in. Um, it's managers and directors and anybody who has a, a license to practice. Um, we have given more than 10-day notice. Uh, to go above and beyond what is legally our duty to, to provide. Um, the hospital has known about this. We've also been talking um, about going on a, a strike and work stoppages for months. But now that they technically and officially know the dates, it's is their responsibility to, to bring in the staff that are needed to replace all the nurses in the hospital. Ah, I see. 
Well, you know, the uh, other thing is they've also reduced the number of things they're doing. Isn't isn't certain types of health care being restricted over the next three days or saying only that certain types of elective surgery or other, have they made a decision to limit that yet, which is often what happens under these circumstances? Um, they haven't officially said anything. Uh, somebody in our group who is an active leader did say that her clinic um, was trying to decrease the patients. But as far as actual um, steps and measures that they have taken, the hospital has not disclosed that. I see. Well, we have a caller on the line. Adam, you're on the on the on the line now. Do you, what's your question? Well, first, I'd like to say I'm a, a longtime patient of the UW Hospital. Uh, in 2006, I was in and out for three weeks with a major heart attack. In uh, 2018, I was in for three weeks because of a car crash, getting hit by a drunk driver. I was in the rehab hospital. I was in. I've been in several of the different sections of the hospital over the years, um, and I just want to say that the nurse, the role of the registered nurse, is to some degree uh, equally at least as important as what any physician is, even though they have specialized knowledge and so on, because the real care um, afterwards, the, the one person who was really there watching me, and I had some hospital difficulties, let's put it that way, was the nurse. And in my all these years, uh, all these visits to the hospital, I never had a nurse who at least wasn't concentrating on her job, and virtually all of the nurses took an interest in me as a human being, as a patient, uh, talked with me in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep, and so on. Um, so I, I think that everyone listening to the show who knows somebody who had a major experience in, a, in the UW should be out there uh, supporting them, and I, I will be too because of, I'm alive thanks in part to the nurses of the UW. Um, my only question is that um, is, is the the work conditions of the last few years seems to me, from what I've heard, uh, a whole bunch of nurses are quietly walking with their feet and going elsewhere. Is that something that they want to talk about? That, in fact, the UW has, is, is having uh, issues with full staffing? Well, the question was, are people, people just taking direct action by leaving? And what is, uh, what is happening? Is there a measurement of UW compared to, say, other institutions in the area or the state as regards people just resigning and walking away? Sherry or Justin, do you have... Uh... Yes, I can comment on that. Um, thank you for, for calling in and, and for your comments. Um, you know, you're, you're one of the... This is why we're, we're doing this, is because our staffing levels now... We don't have time to sit down with those patients and talk to them at night and to really um, get to know them on the same level that we used to. And our, our call lights are going off and, and taking 20 to 30 to 40 minutes and patients are coming into the hallway if they're able to walk and looking for somebody to help them. And none of us want to have that happen on our units and with our patients. It, it, it is just so devastating to hear um, what is happening now in the hospital. 
in regards to that. And yes, patients or nurses are leaving. Um, they nurses are retiring early. Nurses are going to all other um, hospitals in the area. They're traveling. Um, they're going to places where they are respected and valued and appreciated. Um, like I said earlier, I don't know if you were listening, but this this fight did not start because of um, uh, wages and and pay for our staff. It really truly started with uh, when the decisions were made that started to directly impact our patients. That is when I personally got involved. Um, but it is going to come to out that the hospital has not been giving wage increases to their hourly employees to keep up with the cost of inflation. We used to be right neck and neck with all the other hospitals pay-wise, and we are now 6 and $7 below all the other hospitals in the area. The hospital will tell you that um, we are keeping consistent with market value uh, as to um, the pay scales and our retention and people leaving but they won't tell us which markets they're talking about and comparing us to. The hospital, when we had SCIU, we had less than a 2% turnover rate, and it was so difficult to get into the hospital. You needed years and years of experience to get in, or you had, like myself, I worked there as a nursing assistant and got my job as a nurse because I was already an employee there, because it was that hard to get in. And nurses were so proud to say that they were Nurses of UW, we were bedside nurses for life. That was just our, that was our profession. And that is what I personally planned and loved to do. And now um, we were at a 14% um, turnover rate. And I think the hospital has said it's down to 11, but they still won't comment as to whether or not we're at 11% to where we were when we had the union with the number of positions that were available or are we at 11% after they implemented lean staffing and positions that were once available that just kind of disappeared into the air? Um, we don't know where we are with our actual numbers and what we should really truly have in each of our areas. Well, we also have another caller on the line. Uh, Victoria, you're on the line. What's your question? Hi, my name is Victoria. I'm a union nurse at a local hospital, and I just I don't have a question. I just have a statement of solidarity for sure. And that, you know, how this progresses, we're all watching because the level of nursing standard can be raised here with, you know, how this progresses. And we go to the table um, in a matter of months, and, you know, our voice is also... You know, we're struggling to have that be heard in corporate health care as um, hospitals are divided in health care systems. Um, you know, the nurse at the table and the expertise at the table of what we do with our jobs, we know what, how, to, how to provide quality care is being parsed out for what people have been saying earlier, you know, the profits over patients. So a huge, huge um, solidarity from all of us, and we'll be there at the picket line with you. Well, thank you very much, Victoria. We have uh, David is also on the line. David? Hi, this is David Williams. Um, I was in UW Hospital for a month this winter, and I had two surgeries for abdominal cancer. 
and I just have to say that it was just an amazing experience. And there were at least not only it was it wasn't just the nurses. I had a I had a surgeon who uh, Dr. Varley who was incredible, but I would have to say that at least ten half a dozen to ten of those nurses saved my life, and I just want to urge everyone to be out there as soon as we can hit the streets, you know, and raise a a ruckus, okay? So anyway, that's all I I have to say. I'll just take, you know, the reaction off. Well, thank thank you very much, David. We have a a, uh, question via email here, and uh, perhaps the nurses could respond. Uh, the gentleman says that he uh, uh, was driving through Madison and he saw yard signs in support of UW nurses and wants to know where he can get a yard sign. Justin, Sherry, anybody? Well, I would go uh, to the website. Go ahead. Either one. I, I know that you can um, contact SEIU and then they can um, get one out to you. Um, that's typically what we do. I don't have any personally. I mean, I have signs in my yard, but I don't have extras to give out. Um, but uh, yeah, I would contact SEIU and um, they can get you a, a sign. Yeah, the website SEIU Healthcare Wisconsin, and then it'll give you instructions. Anyway, um, it's uh, getting towards the end of the uh, hour. And I wondered if Justin and Sherry each want to make a comment about what the future holds, what you're going to do, or sort of uh, you know, summarize your major reason for getting involved in this work action. Just one thing. Why is it? What's motivating you to get out there in the street here? Um, well, like I said, my patients, I, I have been a long-term employee, and I um, was so proud to work at UW, and I am no longer proud to be a UW nurse. So I am 100% getting out there for my patients, and my, for my fellow uh, co-workers who are joining this profession, I am so disheartened and disgusted to see them not be given the same opportunities that I was given. They're basically just chewing them up and spitting them out, and many of them are leaving the entire profession. Um, every single nurse has PTSD that works at UW from the working conditions that we have been facing since we lost our union contract. And I am not going to allow our administration to, to continue in this matter. So I am 100% fighting for my patients and my, my coworkers. Justin? You know, I, um, sorry, excuse me. I think for myself to come in and, and still be fairly fresh um, out of college and a new nurse, I just saw the, the steady decline and the disrespect and the way that we're treated like a um, a commodity and something that can be replaced where that's simply not the case. We've been told ever since I started nursing school and, and for many years beforehand that there's going to be a nursing shortage. There is going to be greater strain placed on the healthcare system and to have us be disrespected in a time when we are going to just have continued need and continued demands placed on us it's unfair, it's unacceptable, and it's it's something that absolutely needs to stop. Um, I fear for the future of my career as well as those that come after me. You know, I anticipated being a bedside nurse for, for years and years. And, 
you know, there are moments when I question how much longer I can do it. And I'm only, I've only been here for three years. You know, it's, um, I haven't even been a nurse as long as I spent in college. So it's, it's really scary to see that people like myself are, um, are having those, are contemplating those actions, contemplating stepping away from patient care when it's something that I knew from the, from the start that I was passionate about. Um, and it's not that I'm no longer passionate. It's just that I can be respected better other, other, other places. So I hope that through this, um, we're able to kind of turn that around and, and support one another and show that nurses are strong and, and we are needed. Okay, we have Susan on the line. We have just a couple of minutes left for her comment. Susan? Hi, I just wanted to say I support the nurses and their working conditions are our health care conditions. So we really should be out there with them. Okay, well, thank you very much. Just to wrap up, uh, this was about the nurses at the University of Wisconsin Hospitals and Clinics. They have voted to issue a strike notice to the University of Wisconsin Hospital and Clinics, a 10-day notice. Uh, once they issue that uh, formally and give them the notice, there's 10 days. And uh, as of now, they're scheduled to strike at uh, 7 a.m. in the morning on September 13th. This, this year coming up, and so things are happening over there at UW. This would be the first strike of this nature, at least in 50 years, and certainly the first one at a medical facility. Uh, we'd like to thank our guests, um, uh, Sherry uh, Signer and Justin Giebel. Could I pronounce that right? I probably got it wrong again. And um, thank you very much. Both nurses at UW, Justin Giebel, both nurses at UW, and uh, one for 15 years, the other just starting really for three. Thank you very much. Uh, I am Frank Emsbeck, substituting for Alan Ruff. Uh, this has been a public affair. Uh, we'd like to thank our engineer, Chuck Caterman, producer Rochelle Wilson, and all of our listeners, sponsors that make this show possible. Stay tuned uh, for Letters in Politics, which will be with us in just a minute. And uh, so thank you very much. Six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic because I like to take it to another mental level. Low power frequency radio modulation. The big sound from underground, another pirate station. We bring the truth to places truth is never heard before. We bring the sound communication of our tribal war. Dark vision fly by helicopters in the night. Attempt triangulation of our station in the fight. Straight from the base, deep down, no precision. High crime treason, we broadcast in sedition. Like the Wall Street morning, afternoon edition. Commandeering airwaves from unknown positions. Live and direct, we come and never pre-recorded. With information that would never be reported. Disregard the mainstream, media distorted. We come and listen and supported. Live and direct, we come and never pre-recorded. With information that would never be reported. Disregard the mainstream, media distorted. We come and listen. Listen and support it.